This episode and its songs deal with death and substance abuse. If either of these subjects are distressing you, please turn this episode off immediately. Don't skip this one as a music podcast. Music is played and then the host and or guest talk about it. It's really not very complicated. Don't overthink it. The music and the talking may be explicit. The jokes and the bits will be dumb. What's up, fellow music nerds? Welcome to the episode called Happy Sad. And it's all about songs where the music is upbeat, but the lyrics are sad. Uh, I love these types of songs because they involve like a further dive into the lyrics and meanings kind of behind the artist's intentions rather than just kind of just a straightforward look at one emotion. Um, so I've always kind of enjoyed these songs. Um, you know, in like a world of so much content just passing you by, these types of songs, I feel like grab me, I grab the listener and, and, and often they have a very clear dichotomy. Um, Sometimes they're a little more disguised, but they kind of encourage you to take a second look. Uh, and for this episode, uh, I've brought on Kevin Besset. How's it going, man? Sup, what's up? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Kevin, back on the podcast here to defend against these ridiculous accusations <laughs> that he lacks authenticity. That is, I don't know who would say that. That's, that is disgusting. Clearly... LaDonna, am I saying that right? No, I'm not saying it right. LaDonna. LaDonna. Yeah. Sometimes I'm bad. Cody says it wrong all the time, so it makes sense that you're saying it wrong. Yeah. Well, who I'm getting it from. This is this nagging in my ear. Cody over here. When you got got a little devil on your shoulder telling you the wrong pronunciation of a song name. That's right. Anyways, I was going to say that song, it's he, I mean, it's about the sound. You know, you can be authentic if you want, but it, is, it doesn't sound as good. Where are you at? You know? Yeah. No, 100%. I I have defended myself once before, and I will defend myself until my dying day against Cody. He is so wrong. His sneeze, like, it's kind of in the back of the track. It doesn't even feel like a big deal. The cough and La Dona, like, it's an essential part of the track. It sounds really cool within the track. It adds a yeah. cool effect. I mean, the dude can't touch my ad lips, and he knows it. Man, him coming on this podcast and calling you out. Not even. Yeah, not even it doesn't make sense. Total joke. And Brady coming on, too. Just both of them. Just being complete jokes. Complete. Complete jokes. I can't believe that. I don't <laughs> know it makes me, like, fake laugh. That's right. Uh, <laughs> All right, man. Well, and I did want to say at the top, I want to congratulate you. Last time you were on, you were you were you were saying, "Come on, let's get a, get you to a thousand. And you just told me you had three thousand. That's three thousand now. Subscribers on YouTube, I should say. Yes, I'm very excited about that. It was like I, I struggled to get to a thousand. It was like the hardest thing. A bunch of people kind of got on board to get me there, and. Yeah. Then once I got to a thousand, I had a video where I talked about a song from the new Disney movie Encanto, just uh-huh. blow up. I think it's at like two hundred sixty thousand views right now. Wow! And it just gave me two thousand subscribers out of nowhere. It's the craziest thing. I can't yeah. believe it. It's stuff like that. Just I mean, yeah, just something blows up, and then all of a sudden, uh, you're in a different world. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's so wild to me. I can't believe it. 
That's crazy. Do you have like a bunch of comments you don't even know what to do with, or is it just a bunch of views on that one? Um, I am getting a lot of engagement with my other posts as well as a result of that video blowing up. Oh, that's um, good. It's like your other posts and not just that one too. Yeah, it's really cool. It's been especially cool to see them comment on my own music. Like I've seen the views from my original music really go up as a result of that video blowing up. And a lot of them are incredibly positive, which is so crazy to me, like to see all these people I don't know uh, commenting on my music being like, this is so good. Like, I love this album. You did such a great job. Like, you're so underrated. And th that... I mean, it's just a weird thing to see in general, but it just feels so nice to like see that kind of appreciation from random people who just watch one of my videos on YouTube, you know? Yeah, totally. That's, yeah, that's, that's awesome that you're getting positive feedback and it's, uh, and it's good that it's positive and not all negative, especially. That's great. Yeah. Um, well, man, well, I'm glad to have you on the podcast. So humbling that you would choose to, come down to my level <laughs> oh no 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 dude i love your podcast i think it's hilarious <laughs> i think it's a great i think you do you have really interesting commentary and thank you you know we're kind of in the same business we're both doing music commentary that's true yeah it's music commentary on yours um your youtube as well is kevin best say like is your name is the youtube or is it yep, a little different it's just my name k-e-v-i-n space b-e-s-s-e-y Awesome. Okay. If you guys haven't already followed him, go for that. I, we do have sh a sellout corner where we can pimp everything out, but um, <laughs> while we're talking about it, might as well, might as well mention it. Yeah. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. You ready to dive in? Yeah, let's hit it. All right. I'm not even going to, it's just going to start and I'm going to stop being awkward. It's definitely going to complete stop right now. I was the knight in shining armor in your movie Would put your lips on mine and love the aftertaste now I'm a ghost, I call your name, you look right through me You're the reason I'm alone and masturbate Alright, that was All Time Low by John Bellion I that's how you say his name, right? John Bellion? Bellion? Mm -hmm. I never look up the pronunciation, and that's going to get me in trouble someday. But, oh, well. Um, so, we're going to answer why you shouldn't skip this one and favorite lyric. Uh, first of all, John Bellion is an amazing beat producer. Um, I just, but, like, the reason this is on Happy Sad is I feel like he can't help himself when his with his beats they they all feel very happy to me i don't know if that's just me but i feel like all of his beats are very happy yeah i'm trying to think if he has a sadder beat he might have some lower ones but they're all just i mean and it might just be my view of his music too like totally could be wrong i think that's a bit of the death cab influence too is that he has these like kind of happier sounds and sadder content like lyrically yeah Definitely. Yeah, he's he's um I mean his his music I think explores multiple emotions emotions, but like the beats always seem pretty happy. 
Yeah, they're, um, pretty, they're pretty nasty beats a lot of the time. Nasty. They got he's got some nasty beats. Nasty beats. Fair enough. I guess that's a word for it. It's not a word I would use, but I'm not a producer and you are. So if that's the technical lingo, they are nasty. I don't know, man. I feel like I'm way <laughs> off base with the lingo half the time. <laughs> nah, dude. Yeah, he's he's an amazing producer. Like Yeah. And a great he's, songwriter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he has this great uh, ability to like, so in, in this song in particular, he like strips down to the elements in the bridge. And then when he comes back, comes back strong with multiple elements from like different parts of the song, all layered together right before the outro. Like, he has this amazing ability to just combine his stuff that, like, that's hard to do as a songwriter where you're like, I wrote, wrote all these individually. They work together as a song sequentially, but they wouldn't really work played on top of each other. But John Bellion's like, nah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Every song. Maybe not every, but like this song in particular is a great example. Of that. Yeah. I feel like, especially when you keep a pretty consistent chord progression that helps with that a lot as well as just like intending it from the beginning, which is a lot of forethought. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the impressive part is having the forethought to like, this is what I'm going to do with this song and multiple songs. He's done this, um, this album, I believe you were, you were Cody were the one to tell me about this, but like, this was the, I think it's, yeah, it's this album, right? The hand of God, the outro has like, bits of every song on the album on it yes it does yeah very cool it's amazing um yeah the whole album's sick i i don't know which one i like more though i really like glory sound prep too that one is also very good i'm not calling out which one's better i'm just yeah. saying this one i'm impressed uh particularly oh, yeah. layering I was addicted to this album when it first when I, like I first had access to it, I did yeah. not stop listening to it for like weeks straight. Everyone who had to be with me. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a great album. I can't blame you. Yeah. Um, it is a good exploration of like the end of a relationship. I feel like is kind of what he was when I was reading the lyrics. That's kind of what I got out of it. It's like this end of relationship. My favorite lyric was, now I'm a ghost, I call your name, you look right through me. And it's just like this example of an end of relationship where you're like not really thinking of the person anymore. So you're like talking to them, but they're you're just like, they're so done with you that they're just like looking straight through you. It's also a good reference to ghosting. There you go. That's a good point. I didn't even think of that. It's a great reference to ghosting. Yeah, it's it, it's it's so cool because it fits both. Because he's saying, "I'm a ghost, so you look right through me," and I'm, I'm as a ghost, I'm calling your name and you don't answer, which is yeah. what ghosting is. Uh, do you have a favorite lyric? Yeah, it's the one right before that. The would put your lips on mine and love the aftertaste. Oh, that's a good one. It's just so it's such a creative way because there's a lot of songs that reference kissing, but mm -hmm. that's just like 
the word like saying the words just feels like right you know what i'm saying it just has such a a great sound to it just the words alone like you could read that as poetry like you put your lips on mine and love the aftertaste it just it flows so well oh yeah yeah um it's hard to come up with unique ways of saying kiss and he does it you know so it feels really effortless just thrown in there in the middle of a verse you know yeah i i really appreciate when people find innovative ways to describe something that people have described a thousand times yeah that's one of my favorite things that musicians can do i guess lyricists oh, i don't know if i can be heard in the recording but my dog just i heard it okay and so probably <laughs> my dog just announced the arrival of someone at our house Ooh. um you come to this podcast for quality, especially in sound. Uh, okay, well, that was, yeah, that's our discussion on All Time Low. Let's go to the next song. Are we not going to discuss why you shouldn't skip that one? Well, I kind of gave a bunch of reasons about, like... Okay, I just... No, no, no. Yeah. I, I think No, I think we're good. I just... I didn't... Okay. I, I, I just didn't know. I'm sorry. Do you want to mention why you shouldn't skip this one, in your opinion? I was just going to say because it's so colorful. Yeah, like the instrumentation and production on this song is so colorful. The lyrics are a master class and the sound, just the whole sonic atmosphere is so good on it. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Yeah. Sorry. I guess I wasn't very uh, like why you shouldn't skip this one is like what I was saying was. That's because... totally good. I just didn't catch it. I, I, yeah. I was just used to your old format. So I was like, why you should, yeah. but no, you're good. Uh, that, that's the, you, you did name all the reasons. Okay. 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 I won't try to run your podcast in the future. Forgive me. <laughs> yeah, you're the one with three thousand subscribers. You know that. Hey, <laughs> I I don't know if that gives me any qualifications. <laughs> Although I am a partner, I'm a partner at Google now. So, YouTube. Oh wow! Yeah, fancy, it, right? It, it, that is fancy. I forgot they called those youtube partners i That's... love it i think it, i i changed my uh linkedin to that because of it <laughs> nice all right let's go to the next song that we've talked about well you shouldn't skip this one Good grief by Bastille. Watch you yeah. through my fingers. Yeah. So good. Such a poppy song that's just so happy and upbeat and so sad when <laughs> you look at the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, I do think they do that pretty good. I don't know about every song or anything, but uh, I know that, that there are a couple others that they, they do so well this whole like this song is so so happy wow those lyrics are kind of a, a bummer you know yeah this and pompeii too is especially yeah bad. yeah pompeii yeah that's the other one i was thinking of um 
so why you shouldn't skip this one? Um, I mean, we kind of already said a little bit, but I mean, it's just so happy, upbeat. It's great to sing along to. Like I always want to sing along to it. Um, it's a dancey song. If you uh, if you want to dance around a bit, I don't find myself doing that that much these days. But I do sing along a lot, and this one always gets me singing. Uh, why? Uh, what would you say about not skipping this one? One of the most remarkable parts of the song for me is the amount of ear candy in this song. Yeah. So many great hooks. Like, the watching through my fingers, that's not even the big hook of the song. Like, that's not the chorus. The chorus is the, every minute and every hour, I miss you. Like, that's the hook. And then the the pre-chorus is a hook, too. The what's gonna be left out the world if you're not in it. Like, there's, it's just, packed yeah it's just like hook after hook that's a good point um i also love that they like give away kind of the concept right in the title where it's just like this song is gonna be good and it's gonna be about grief (laughs) uh i love that um i did want to say my favorite lyric is dancing at a funeral, sleeping in the clothes you love. It's such a shame we had to see them burn. It's a great line. It's a fantastic line, and it takes me, like, immediately on reading them, I go into a, uh, like, a a montage of, like, I can, it's such a poetic description that I'm immediately, like, I can see them, like, the, subject of the song it's he's dancing at a funeral everybody's staring at him like what are you doing this is supposed to be sad and then like i can see them sleeping in the clothes of whoever like for me it's about passed away i think someone online mentioned maybe it's also about uh like an end of relationship uh but i think the funeral vibes is what gives me like no this is about a death it's like sleeping in the clothes of someone who like a loved one that died and or or and just like i imagine they're like tear soaked and then like it's such a shame we had to see them burn then you like going to a cremation like it's it's so incredibly sad and set to the most upbeat music. <laughs> yeah. yeah this whole song is like i think it's the epitome one of the epitome songs of this subject of happy songs with really sad lyrics for sure. Oh, yeah. I think this one was one of the one probably I think this might have been the one. Yeah, this was the one that was like this this I should make a episode about these kind of songs. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It, it is such an epitome of it. There's plenty of other examples, but like I was listening to this one and I was like, that would be a good episode. Yeah. I think I think my favorite lyric is actually the pre-chorus, the what's going to be left of the world if you're not in it. Just because of how yeah. like happy the, that hook is that's paired to those words. You know, like it's such yeah. a crazy thought. Like those words should be sung like what's going to be left of this world if you're not in it. Like it's this insanely impactful statement and question that yeah. people ask themselves. 
and he's singing it with just like the happiest voice ever and it's just like this quick little thing and it sounds like a pop hook oh yeah that was a good <clears throat> that's an amazing lyric too yeah the, and you described perfectly how why that's so amazing it's the exact question that i think anyone who has lost someone asks themselves and he sings it in such a, a happy poppy tone it's just a, i mean yeah like a hook that you can sing along to it's it's a great song and i mean you hit the nail on the head this is like the epitome of this kind of kind of music um some uh bands i mean we'll get to it actually i think that's the next song but it's like some bands are like they pretty much made a, a their whole discography is most of it's happy sad song. yeah for sure and i think another like place for songs like this is when you're going through a hard time because like those really intense hard times it can like blur emotional lines you know where yeah. you're not sure how you should be feeling and i feel like listening to songs like good grief let you know that's okay like not knowing how to feel when someone dies is the appropriate response yeah when you're going through the grief process it's like everyone goes through it so differently and no two two people are going to experience the same emotions and um there probably will be a chance that you are feeling like dancing at the funeral because you heard their favorite song and maybe not a funeral but like an inappropriate situation yeah processing all of that would yeah be helpful for it or like you know making jokes about them like being dead to some people it can seem insane but for some people that is like how they cope yeah definitely okay let's let's do the next song um this was uh was this was your suggestion oh cool i love the song yeah um i'm trying to think if if i missed the suggestion by anyone because i wanted to mention when they were mentioned by somebody else. no i don't think so okay uh so yeah so this was kevin's pick I'll uh, go ahead and play it now. Death of an Interior Decorator by Death Cab for Cutie. Um, the one that's the artist I mentioned. I feel like most of their songs I can think of like sound pretty happy and upbeat, but they're at least kind of sad. Maybe not like depressingly sad, but a lot of them are at least kind of sad. Yeah, um, absolutely. Some of them are depressingly sad. Like your new twin size bed, for example. Yeah. That one's depressing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They can get pretty bleak. Um, so this was your pick. I'll let you go first on why you shouldn't skip this one. I think this is such a great example of really good storytelling and imagery in a song. Yeah. Um, so I think that's like, if you're trying to write good songs, you should listen 
to this song and pick up on what it's doing because it's really good as far as storytelling songs go and it has a really fun melody you know it like it really yeah. gets going it's it's just a, it's a it's a bop but it also tells a good story yeah that's true um yeah i love this i love death cab in general um they have always impressed me that they're kind of this emo but not emo band and the the drummer has always chosen not straightforward drum patterns and the guitarist is always like very unique in their patterns and their melodies um and then but it all combines so well and it's not like it's not like prog rocky where it's like wow this is all so unique but also doesn't sound great like they they're unique and sound amazing together i think that depends on the prog band as well though because i would say coheed consistently sounds really good all right well we can debate prog rock later but um (laughs) just kidding no yeah yeah i mean it it does depend on the prog rock but i I was like trying to think of an example of you know it's just that that like sometimes it's just unique for unique sake. And yeah, like Captain Beefheart. I don't know. He's got some bops. I. All right. <laughs> I guess we have a little disagreement. <laughs> Froggy. I guess I guess he's got one song that I do listen to, but he's not necessarily like my favorite. I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue for him being a great musician. He's just got one song that I like. Oh, I don't think he's a bad musician. I just think it's there's a lot of stuff that's unique for unique sake. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, as far as why you shouldn't skip this song in particular, um, I mean, you kind of hit hit most of the points. It's uh, it's a great song, uh, very poppy. Um, I explained to you in one of the breaks. Uh, I'll try and break it down. There are going to be times where I say I have not heard this before this episode, and people are going to be like, "How? What?" And uh, this is one of them. Uh, I love Death Cab for Cutie, but to understand my musical uh, base, the, the my formative years uh, were spent being feeling way too guilty to illegally download music and living off of iTunes gift card for Christmas and then birthday. And those are like pretty much like halfway through the year, each of them. And so I had kind of had to go with greatest hits of whatever I was into at the time, couldn't buy whole albums um, because I mean, it's all my own fault. I was not willing to even go to the library and download CDs like uh, other people did. Um, I, didn't, I don't think I even knew that was an option. Um, I, t- to be honest, because we've talked about that before, I never downloaded the CDs at the library. You just listened to them. I just listened to them. Yeah, I don't know what that, you know. <sighs> And you bring that up. I'm trying to think why that didn't go on either. I, I'm trying to think if my local library even had CDs. They might not. They might not have. They were kind of sad. Where are you and from? I don't remember. I'm I from. Know where are you from? Where are you from? Utah. <laughs> no, I'm from California. What are you, California? It's surprising. I'm not. I'm not saying that. It's like. Unsu- it's surprising that. Uh, 
that we didn't have CDs, if that's the case. But I also might just not have paid any attention. Because here's the thing, man. I grew up in Logandale, Nevada during like my high school and middle school years, which you, have, you've been to Logandale, so you know. Yeah, small town. It's a very small town. And we had CDs at our library. I don't, I could, I'm probably wrong. There probably was CDs. I just didn't do the checking out and I couldn't tell you why. I just didn't have it. It's okay, man. Um, You're totally good. So when it came to like bands that I love, I knew their greatest hits by hearts, but I never got entire albums until like college. And then by that time I was maybe exploring different stuff and catching up is hard to do when there's so much new stuff to keep mm-hmm. current in. And anyways, I've gone yeah. on way too long of a tangent about this. <laughs> yeah. But that basically that's how I missed this song specifically. And after um, this, are you going to listen to Transatlanticism in full at some point soon? Yeah, I will at some point soon listen to full to be honest, I thought I had. And so I was kind of surprised when I was like, I haven't heard this one. How have I not heard this one? So I must have listened to most of it at some point and maybe got mm. like distracted. I was probably like sat down to listen to all of it and got distracted halfway through or something. That totally makes sense. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, so favorite lyric. Um, well, you go first and then I'll, um, I'll say mine. So there's a lot of really great lyrics in this song. Um, I really like the last kind of like four unique lines the arriving late you cleaned the debris and walked into the angry sea it felt just like falling in love again I think that's just such a great like comparison to talk about coming to like this chaotic scene where everyone's pissed off because just terrible things have happened at a wedding and her thought is I'm feeling something again Oh yeah, you know it, I, that is good. I I was about to pick those lyrics that they are that good. The the walking into an angry sea, like coming home to anger, you feel right at home. Um, but I do think my favorite lyrics are the first two, where two lines: the, "You were the mother of three girls so sweet who stormed through your turnstile." such a poetic description of just like a mother who maybe feels like she was just kind of used for her body to mm. produce these children and they kind of it, you know it maybe describes a little bit of feeling like the daughters didn't necessarily appreciate her and then she kind of lost feeling and stuff but like just that who stormed through your turnstile it, it kind of hurts the gut when you think about like what he's talking about really yeah like, oh, yeah oh dude all those lines hurt your gut you know the withered through autumn and you found yourself old and then talking about that second verse where it talks about he's off you know cavorting with lovers while you're just stuck at home being an interior decorator yeah it is it is definitely a sad song and it's definitely such a catchy and happy melody uh... yeah okay well now that i've explained my entire childhood to everybody listening uh let's go ahead and move on to the next one quite a bit bigger artist uh i don't know if i've picked an artist before in this podcast who performed at the super bowl 
Um, mm. But I might have, and I just don't really know because I don't uh, watch football. So, I but I do know that he performed at the Super Bowl. So, anyways, uh, play play the song, play it, play it now, and now. Okay, that was Faith by the Weekend here on KDSTO, which I always forget, even though I say it every episode, bringing you the latest and greatest in unskippable music. Is that good? Was that a good radio voice? That was pretty good. Thanks. Maybe a little bit deeper. Oh, okay, I'll try deeper next time, for sure. I'll go as deep as need be. You know, if you want to hear a good radio voice, you should listen to uh, Jim Carrey's radio voice he does on the new Weekend album. I have not heard so It's good, man. Could... The new The Weekend album is sick. When did he put it out? How did Last I miss Friday. That? Oh, well, that's how. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I try to be like super on like the latest music that comes out. So <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that song was sick. That's the album's great. It's so good. There's so many really unique songs on it. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. Uh, but we are not talking about that one. We are talking about Faith uh, off of his, uh, well, the one before his most recent one, I guess. I didn't realize that came out last Friday. Peace. So this is um, why you shouldn't skip this one. Okay, The weekend is like, in my opinion, he's like the king of dark pop. Because it's just this, not all of his songs are happy. Um, there's definitely like deep brooding ones. Uh, but um, almost all of them are this very sinister. Uh, I, I use the word sinister, I guess, the, the, because, because of drugs always make me think of the word sinister. But like this kind of dark look. Uh, usually substance abuse because uh, I think that's his particular um, demon that he deals with. Uh, this song definitely uh, talks very blatantly about um, some substance abuse. I think infidelity too is a big theme of his. That's right. Yep. Infidelity as well. But he's just, that's kind of, that's like his brand. and He just kind of sticks to that. Like I'm going to talk about kind of dark, real, uh, shit and I'm just not gonna apologize for that um, and I dig it because he's he's good at it you know oh yeah for sure so this is this is like a great example the, the, why you shouldn't skip this one is like this one in particular it's like a great example of the dichotomy that the weekend loves to present to represent um, it's this poppy beat kind of like a, a more of like a dancey beat and then um lyrics about just using drugs until you od and then even this album 
uh, this album cover, I feel like is a good representation of his whole thing where he's got this grin on his face, but he's just covered in blood. It's, it's, yeah, it's great. I, I love The Weeknd. He's also an amazing singer. I mean, always smooth, you know? Absolutely. Has one of the best voices in the industry. And he's so versatile with his vocals, too. Like, he doesn't just do, like, the high standard stuff. He'll do, like, all over the plate, and he'll use a lot of different tones and timbres, really masterful vocal styles. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he's very versatile. What, uh, what's your opinion on why, should, why you shouldn't skip this song? Um, I mean, in general, I wouldn't skip a song by The Weeknd because yeah. <laughs> he's The Weeknd, you know, and like this one's especially a bop, you know, it it's good because it, there's so much. It is a pleasure to listen to because it's so poppy, but there's also a lot you can dive into. So it's one of those songs where every time you listen to it, you'll find yourself finding something new. Yeah, I listen to this. Yeah, I mean, I, I would listen to this a few times in the way on the uh in preparation for the episode and i feel like every time i was like oh that's a new thing and oh that's a new thing i did want to say my favorite lyric i had to I had to choose one and it was kind of hard um but i just i loved the um how much there is in this one line uh, i choose vegas if they offer heaven's gate Dude, that's my favorite line too. Okay, good. Um, because a recurring theme in the weekend's music is that like Vegas means sin to him, like in his music. It's like this representation of sin, but like fun sin. Like, you know, it's got all these bright lights and it's a very fun place. And I, I, you live there, so I'm not like knocking vegas it's a good place i've hung out there but like i'm just saying like the weekend uses it as a representation of like just like i guess abandon uh, abandoning of cares and just doing whatever you want vegas um, can be very trashy i will yeah. admit that <laughs> okay yeah don't you worry i'm not offended okay good good yeah just you know it, it so he uses it as this reputation it was like i'm gonna choose that over heaven's gate but then there's like these similarities between like the bright lights of Vegas and the bright lights of, of heaven. Um, and there's also this subtle wordplay with heaven's gate in particular um, that always triggers in my mind because I listen to way too much uh, cult tr true crime, but it's like heaven's gate is that uh, cult that committed mass suicide. Oh. So like, that part in there too where it's like heaven's gate is maybe not necessarily what it's cracked up to be because it's it's got you know it taints that phrase and i don't even know if that's intentional but like that's the great thing about lyrics is you can read into them as much as you want it means whatever it wants whatever you want to anybody uh unless the artist specifically says no i should say that um, because there have been artists that have said that sp something specifically does not mean what certain hate-filled hate -filled groups have decided they mean. Yeah, uh, sure. Or some anyway. that have said, like, hey, it doesn't mean the protesty thing you think it means. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, This Is America, child, uh, Donald Glover has been on record saying, like, this is not a protest song. Fair enough. Um, 
Uh, so I guess it's your favorite lyric too. Was there anything else that you like specifically thought about that line? No, I, I just think it's such a great contrast too. Like it's such a great contrast, but it also like fits with this idea of like heaven being like this source of pleasure and divinity being that, you know, that happy feeling. And so he's saying, I'm good with Vegas as long as it makes me happy. Yeah. But there's the contrast of sin city versus heaven too. That's really cool. Yeah. It's, it's such a good song. And I do want to, I can't remember if I said at the top, but it was like the third time I listened to it was the first time that I noticed it was like, this is a dark, dark song. I I think the third time is when I finally heard. um, But if I OD, I want to, I want you to OD right beside me. I want you to follow right behind me. I want you to hold me while I'm smiling, while I'm dying. That's so brutal. Crazy. And it's just disguised in this. He sings it in a in a like very high voice in that in that uh, verse. I think most of the song he uses is high voice, I guess. Yeah. But um, yeah, he sings it in a very high and a very poppy voice. And yeah, it took a few times to notice it. I really want you to listen to his latest album and I want to hear your thoughts on it when you get a chance. Uh, I'll have to do that and then uh, let you know. Yeah, we'll compare notes. Because I, I really liked his latest album. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's now go to Sellout Corner. Okay, in addition to the ad, go follow Don't Skip This One on Instagram. Uh, all one word without the apostrophe uh, or follow ZZZ attack on Twitter. If you don't have Instagram, uh, subscribe on Spotify or anchor. Also every episode has a playlist and I put them up on my Spotify profile. If you search Zach Fisher on Spotify, Spotify, it is the profile with a man, a woman and a dog. That is me and my wife and my dog. That is the only way to tell me apart from any of the other Spotify users named Zach Fisher. So um, if any of the others add a woman or a dog to their profile, it is going to be harder and harder <laughs> to tell you how to get there. And uh, uh, what do you, what do you, what do you want to shout out? Oh, uh, I mean, I've got, my YouTube is probably the place where I'm most active, but I would also check out my music on Spotify. I've got that new group, Jack Jack. So if you want to follow jackjack.music, J-A-Q-J-A-Q.music on Instagram. And there's also just J-A-Q space J-A-Q on Spotify. Since you're already here, might as well give us a follow. We're going to put out some sick tunes coming up real soon. All right, man. I'll have to have you back when when they do come out. Yeah. I mean, I'll have you back anyways, but like, probably try and do an episode when you got like jack jack stuff out yeah we we have a project called lo-fi show tunes that's going to be coming out on february 14th and okay. we just took show tunes and did lo-fi versions of them for syncing like with movies and television and stuff and then uh-huh. we have another one called gonna make it which is an ep of some emo rock songs that is really really cool i really enjoyed that making that project so Awesome. All right. Yeah. Go check out Kevin on everything. Uh, 
Jack and Jack Jack Music as well. And definitely subscribe to this podcast. All right, that is it for Sellout Corner. Uh, we're done being sellouts now, except for probably at the end. Just kidding. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I usually end up plugging again at the end, so I don't know why I say I'm only going to do it in the middle because that's, anyways. Uh, okay, let's go to the next song. Uh, yeah, just start playing. Start, do it now, Zach. What are you doing? Why did you leave all of this in? was Ode to Sleep by 21 Pilots, um, one of my favorite bands of all time, I think. Um, they're great. Yeah, they're amazing. Uh, one of my favorite concert experiences, uh, and then one of my least favorite concert experiences, actually, with 21 Pilots. Uh, but the, the best one was they had like just blown up um, in the middle of a tour, in, in the middle of their vessel tour, I can't remember. Maybe it was this, their second go around, but like they were touring for Vessel, the album that this is off of, and they had just blown up, and so they were like completely sold out for this show. It was in May, which is my birth month. It was like I bought myself the tickets for my my birthday because I was a fan of them early. Uh, like I had just become a fan of them, and then I showed up and like. This is still the only time where it was a venue with a with like a bar. And so usually people at the bar are not participating. Absolutely everyone in that in that um, venue was singing along. Most people were dancing, jumping up and down like but like absolutely everyone sang along. Still the first and only time I've had that happen. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean, they're but they're amazing performers. So yeah, no, they're great performers. I'm not surprised, but like, yeah, that that's I love telling that. I love talking about that because it's just like that's the to have everyone in the venue that is talent. And the um, worst. well, the worst had nothing to do with them. It was my uh, now wife, but then girlfriend was uh, having an allergic reaction, and I was an hour away and in the middle mm-hmm. of a concert. So I was like, couldn't quite enjoy the 21 Pilots concert because I was worried about her. So um, that's why it was the worst. Nothing to do with uh, Josh and Tyler, if you're hearing this, because they definitely listen. Yeah, sucks that that happened. I mean, outside of anything to do with them, but it it does suck that it happened. Yeah, it was like someone was with her. So I was like, not like, oh, I need to leave and go. But it was like, I guess uh, you've lived in Utah too. It was out in Salt Air, and okay. she was in, she was in Provo. So it was was like, it the Blurry Face tour? Um, I think it. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was their Blurry Face tour. I actually. was at that concert too. Oh, dude, awesome! The outdoor oh. one, right? Yeah, it was the outdoor one. Yeah, that it was, was sick. 
yeah, it was very good concert. It's just like halfway through, I was like, I cannot pay attention as much as I would like. Here's the thing with that concert is up to that moment, I'd only been to like straight up emo concerts. Yeah. And so I was very surprised that the whole crowd wasn't one giant mosh pit. <laughs> I, I like didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, why are we standing here? We should be shoving each other around and enjoying the music. And no one was doing that. And I was like, it's going to happen, guys. I swear. This isn't how concerts work. Like, soon we're going to start yeah. shoving each other, like at the brand new concert I'd just gone to at the Saltaire. And then we didn't. And I was like, 21 Pots is emo, though, aren't they? And I was so confused. I was baffled. Okay, we're back from some technical difficulties. But we both talked about our concert experience. I guess shared concert uh, experience. Didn't realize we were both at the same concert, but um, which is cool. Um, but we uh, delayed talking about the actual song. So let's get into it. Um, so this is the opening to the album Vessel, which introduced me to 21 Pilots. Yeah, I think I had heard car radio separately and then was like, I should check these guys out. And I listened to the whole album. I mean, it's a great way to start the album. Yeah, uh, car radio is a great way to first hear the album for sure. Yeah, and then Ode to Sleep as a beginner to the album is fantastic. And then uh, Why You Shouldn't Skip This One, um, set to like just this swinging beat during the chorus, and but this like fast, almost kind of creeping beat during the verse. And it also explores like this, the most vulnerable time of the day for those with mental health disorders. Um, and that's just like right before bed. Um, as you're settling down and you're just kind of alone with your thoughts, usually probably like it's just, it always spirals, you know? And I think, I think that's not maybe I said specifically mental health disorder people, but like, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like right before bed, all of a sudden you just like spiral about something and you can't go to sleep because voices in your head won't shut up about this or that you know but uh it's a great uh great song it 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 uh exemplifies josh john's amazing drumming as well as tyler joseph's uh it com it uh combines both his fast singing not exactly rap i don't know i guess whatever it's kind of rap i don't know I, it's not you know i'm always like it's kind of rap that's basically what you'd call it. Um, but like also he sings uh, during the chorus, like very clearly and like very uh, shows his range, you know. Um, he's a very good singer, clean singer. Um, and he also does a bit of like letting the emotion show and like breaking the voice a little bit on this song. Um due to emotion, which I always like when people can do that well, where the break is not like, it doesn't sound bad, but it exemplifies like the emotion that they're trying to convey. So uh, what do you like about it? Um, why you shouldn't skip this one, all that? Yeah, I think the, 
I think what's great about this song is similar to The Weeknd, but for different reasons. It's that you can find something new each time you listen to it. And yeah. that is because the pre-chorus and chorus just like draw you in because they're both really, really catchy. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'll stay awake because the dog's not taking prisoner. Like, that's just dope. And it's so catchy. But then when you yeah, look yeah. into the verses, you find more and more as you like try to understand and uh, sift through the lyrics through those verses. And um, so I think there's just a lot to offer within this song. And there's a lot of eclectic um, stylistic choices used throughout the songs. You know, you have this really straight pattern with the synth and then it kind of goes into that more swing style for the pre-chorus and chorus. And that's really yeah. fascinating. They're, they're very... Um talented musicians together um a really great duo um and really great performers as we've mentioned i guess yeah. um we were discussing a bit about their i don't know if you want to talk about the albums we were kind of discussing yeah while so i was saying because we, we we got we were talking off break and the first thing i said is i don't know that this is the best representation like the most epitome of their songs for a happy song with yeah. sad lyrics this one is an example of it i would say especially for the pre-chorus and chorus the verse seems like intense and it seems sad so i feel like it fits lyrically with what's going on yeah um but i definitely think there are songs like tear in my heart for example that uh that seems very, very happy throughout, and the lyrics are not super happy throughout. Okay. Um, but this is still a good pick. It's just a great song, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was hard for me to pick a song because they do um, enjoy doing this uh, happy beat with sad lyrics. I think that Tyler and Josh, they, they, they do quite a few songs like that. Um, you mentioned Tear in My Heart. Uh, we were also talking about how I, I was saying their latest album isn't my favorite and that my favorite's Trench. And you were saying that yeah. you just haven't been able to get into them as much since Vessel, right? Well, kind of. Um, I just, the, the Vessel is like every song on Vessel I would listen to individually when it comes up on Shuffle. It's all unskippable for me. Whereas as the albums have gone by, there's been maybe one and then maybe two on the next one, or I'm like, just because I was on shuffle, I'm probably not going to listen to it. Whereas, whereas you're listening as a whole, you kind of have to take it all in, uh, especially like Trench was a very concepty album. So like, I feel like you have to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. But um, I haven't divin, 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 dive. Dive. <laughs> Wow, that was bad. Uh, I haven't dived into their most recent one, so um, I can't say on that one uh, whether I really wouldn't want to say my opinion on that one because I haven't uh, dived into it too much. But um, yeah, as far as like Blurry Face and then Trench, uh, I just feel like Trench, there was a, a few songs. Like I said, it's good when I listen to the album, they're all good, but like when they come up on shuffle, I'm like, ah, skip this that's one. So interesting to me because trench for me is peak. Like that's peak 21 pilots. 
well, so man. much so that I bonded with Harley, who is um, the other half of the duo with Jack Jack, over our love of Trench because we just both think it's a phenomenal piece of like music. Well, so. I mean, they're they're a great band, nonetheless. Like, oh, for sure, mocking them. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, teach their own. So yeah, uh, totally. I, I understand why you would really like Vessel. It's a good album. Like, it's really yeah. good. Uh, I do think there was like a moment in time ness to Vessel as well, where like I was coming into understanding uh, maybe what was going on with my like emotions, mental health, all that. And like, this was maybe the first album that I listened to that like really dove into that uh, more, maybe more explicitly than some others, you know, I, I mean, they're vague in ways, but there's like, at least they're talking about it sort of thing. Whereas like, I feel like, um, and this is just my personal experience. I'm not saying they're the first to ever do it, but it's just like, this was the first time I listened to an album that was like, I have mental health issues and I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I think they're definitely, I mean, they're not the first, but they definitely are good advocates in that way to like expression of mental health kind of issues through song. Yeah. And at least being open to being emotional as as men as which is not the what we grew up learning totally totally yeah Yeah. it's so interesting that when it happens in art like it's almost like art's a bit of an excuse but even then like i remember growing up there was kind of this stigma against even listening to emo music just because there was this thought of like oh why are you listening to this stuff where they're like screaming and angry and stuff and i'm like it's not that they're angry they're just trying to express themselves trying to express these you know these dark emotions that they have and the sadness they're going through oh totally yeah there was there was definitely i feel like a stigma of like oh they're emotional but they're like men why would you support that almost you know yeah um i don't think we said well i didn't say my favorite lyric i don't think Okay, let's hear the um, favorite lyric. Um, take this weapon, forge in darkness. Some see a pen, I see a harpoon. I feel like I always have to say that. I was like really wanting to say it along to the uh, rhythm. Yeah. Um, I just, I love that. It's like talking about fighting his his battles with emotion and with mental health and like using this weapon. You know, it's you're forging with your dark, dark thoughts, dark emotions, you're forging this and then you write it all down and you're using that as like this escape and maybe this way to deal with your, um, your emotions uh, and your mental health um, through music instead of um, other unhealthy ways you might be able, you might deal with it. So, yeah, I just, I love that lyric and it means more and more I feel like as time goes on like you said like every listen there's more to hear so yeah that's so cool yeah I think my favorite is um the I'll stay awake because the dark's not taking prisoners tonight I love the delivery he has on it but it's just such a 
poignant line, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's a good one too. Um, yeah, it, and, and that I feel like there was a time in my life that I would like whenever that came on, I would like scream along to that. I'd be like, "It's not taking prisoners." As you know, one of those like I needed that reinforcement. Sort of it's thing. interesting because my brother and I both had this like period of time in our life when we were really into 21 pilots and uh-huh. for both of us, like around those times we had like these really depressive episodes. Um, right. You know? And I think maybe that was kind of like God's way of giving us some like music to fight that like harder time we were going through, you know? Yeah. To, like, give us a method of understanding it and fighting through it. For sure, dude. Well, yeah. I feel like very like fight off the darkness inside, you know, like fight that like thing and get through it. Yeah. They're huge advocates of that. And um, that's, what's awesome about them and what I've loved about them. I feel like since like day one, that's awesome that you guys had it, had 21 pilots to go through those episodes with. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, Let's move on to the next song. Um, This was actually suggested by, friend of the podcast uh but also not friend because he came against our boy kevin bessie yeah but um still he did suggest it uh brady levitt i will give him credit that he did brady i also love brady though yeah i mean screw him one of my best friends ever but f brady (laughs) i mean i'm not gonna say that i love him uh but he's all right i guess Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do love Brady. I love... Cool guy. I I think he he's such a fun, interesting dude. Well, he went down on my list when he came against Kevin, man. You oh, stepped thanks. together. You thanks. Come. Yeah, in that aspect, mm-hmm. screw Brady. Yeah, that's right. Screw Brady. Yeah. Did you hear that, Brady? I don't even know if he listens to this. All right. Next song. Let's go. I love making you believe What you get is what you see But I'm so fake happy I feel so fake happy And I bet everybody here Is just as insincere We're all so all right, that was Fake Happy by Paramore. Uh, the, uh, what did they, oh, it was suggested by Brady Levitt. Why you shouldn't skip this one? Let's dive right into it. Um, first of all, it's right on the nose. Uh, I will have to give Brady that, that uh, this, it's a song about faking happiness set to a happy and upbeat um music so it's i mean it's so on the nose (laughs) it's almost uh it's just funny uh and i don't know if i'll ever be able to say enough nice things about uh hayley williams uh i do think that she has been my uh longest celebrity crush no yeah ever whenever i first whenever i first found out about paramore i was like 
I love that woman and that state um, until, of course, I've married my wife and I love her much more. Yeah. And then you were like, all other women are ugly. Natalie's all exactly. the better. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Uh, but she is a fantastic musician. Uh, she displays her range here. And it's a great, it's a great, uh, like, dancey song. I feel like I'm using that word a lot this episode. But well, um, music can be really dancey, man. That's true. I guess happy and dancey is, is pretty synonymous. So, but, you know, that's it's a pretty, like, for Paramore, I guess. It's, like, really dancey. I mean, this whole al- album that this song is from was pretty dancey. Yeah, I guess that is right. Yeah, this album uh, is pretty dancey. This After Laughter. Yeah, After Laughter is a pretty dancey album. Um, what do you think about, like, why you shouldn't skip this one? What do what you like about it, I guess? I think the intro is really interesting in how it, like, develops. I think production-wise, the development of the song is really interesting. So that's a reason to like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, truthfully, this isn't my favorite Paramore song. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if I can go with the why to not skip this one, because I might skip this one. Like, I think it's good, but um, I could see myself skipping this one. Okay. Okay. I, I just, just to be honest, you know, I can't. Yeah, no. I, I mean, Steve on your podcast. That's fair. No, I don't want people to come on and be like, Zach, you're absolutely right in every single way. And uh you're never wrong because i definitely am but like yeah if you don't like a song that's fair uh but like that's my opinion my jam it just wasn't my jam all right that's fair enough i like this album i like this song in particular um uh i think the concept of it is what really gets me um just this faking happiness uh like my favorite lyric is see i'm gonna draw uh, wait let me start that over see i'm gonna draw up my lipstick wider than my mouth and if the lights are low they'll never see me frown it's just this i mean first of all it's so that's good. a great line uh, that's that's my favorite line of the song too yeah i'm totally with you there it's a great line um and just i think i i think because i can relate so well to like just this like just put on a smile and pretend like you're happy. Um, even though deep down, you're really not okay. Um, and it's like, nobody's going to see you cry and you're going to put on this brave face, you know? And then on top of that, relating to that very well is like this great dancey Paramore, uh, Haley Williams, amazing, song so i like it and that's why i put it on here i'm so glad that you like it i i I don't think it's a bad song (laughs) i just don't think it's an unskippable song that's all i'm saying i do think and your reasons are valid those are reasons to like this song yeah for sure you just might skip it and that's fine like i'm totally fine with that you know it's what it's good it's all good all good in the hood people say that right I say it sometimes, but I don't ah, know if I'm the best representation of what people that's, say. That's, I don't know if that's a great selling point if you say it sometimes. Um, <laughs> I'm just I don't feel like I'm that hip. <laughs> Probably neither of us. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next song. 
this one was suggested by Cody McCracken, again, friend of the podcast. He did come after my boy Kevin, but he's uh, an amazing artist that you should go check out in his own right. Yeah, one of my favorite rappers, but screw that guy. His yeah. sneezes sound pathetic. Oh, man, his real... They're, they Just because they're authentic doesn't mean they sound good, man. Yeah. Doesn't mean they sound good. Doesn't mean they sound good at all. <laughs> all right, let's let's uh, let's play the song, then we'll talk about it. I've got my things, I'm good to go. You met me at the terminal. Just one more plane ride and it's done. Stood like statues at the gate Vacations come and gone too late There's so much somewhere I'm from I had to give it away Had to give you away Alright, that was Bruised by Jack's Mannequin um, Off the... What's the album? Everything in Transit There you go, Everything in Transit I did not write that down um, You're good so, uh, like I said, uh, suggested by Cody. Uh, he actually suggested the whole album. I think I said this to you already. Oh, it was during the break. Um, so the listening public has not heard. Uh, it was suggested by Cody. He suggested the whole album. He was just like, anything off that album, dude, probably fits in Happy Sad. And I went with this one. Um, I'm actually, like, I'm not a huge Jack's Manigan listener. I'm not, like against them or anything uh great musician but like i just hadn't listened to a lot and so i listened to the whole album and i was like it was kind of a tough pick on which one to put but i put on bruise i feel like it fit the theme pretty well and it was also just a great song um and oh why you shouldn't skip this one (laughs) that's right that's what i was getting to um so i feel like it's this it's just a really great um, song that describes like a pretty specific feeling. Um, I, I guess maybe the feeling itself is un- universal, but like a specific way that that feeling came about that I feel like I can relate to. Where it's just like this end of a vacation with someone that, like in his instance, long distance lover, but like. You know, fam. You can even just like replace that with like family members that are in different states and people you don't see very often, but you're big friends with, and just like that feeling of like having to leave them behind and go on. Um, But again, like the rest of this playlist set to like this major chords with the fast drumming and melodic group vocals that are just awesome. I wrote down, this is a good example of why I love happy, sad songs. You can listen to them in any situation. If you want to sing a song mm. or sing, sing along to a song or dance to it, you don't, and you don't think about the lyrics. And then if you're in a bummer of a mood, you can dwell on the sadness explored by the artist. That is such, I feel like this song is like the epitome of what you just said. Yeah, this is a song a good... you can absolutely listen to no matter what circumstance you're in. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a great song, so you can do it 
yeah. I feel like another great thing about this song is the bridge, the way it just like cuts back for that second there and kind of gets a little more like melodic and you know groovy in that way. Yeah. It's really interesting. Um, I think the story behind this song, like the the added element of what he was going through really puts some depth into this song too. Yeah. You know, because of the fact that he was literally like going through the feelings of having leukemia without even knowing it when writing the song. So he felt like his whole body was bruised and he didn't know why. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was mm -hmm. okay. Well, yeah, that makes, yeah, that adds a complete other layer to it where he's really feeling that. Yeah. He's bruised. literally in pain. I mean, yeah, also yeah. what you said, 100%, your explanation of the song, right on the money. Yeah. But a lot of those lyrics are definitely inspired by the pain he's going through. Yeah. And I mean, that's, um, I've definitely quoted this on the podcast, but I'm just going to keep quoting it because I love it. But like, I feel like that's just like exactly what um, Dave Grohl said. Something along these lines, I'm definitely paraphrasing, but just like, you what's great about music is you sing a song to a thousand people and they sing it back for a thousand different reasons oh like, that's good yeah you know i just love that quote because i love that like artists definitely write it for a very specific reason i mean sometimes you maybe write like general songs but like a lot of these songs that like maybe mean a lot to people sometimes there's a very specific story behind it. Like this one in particular, you know, he's leaving somebody, he doesn't know he has leukemia. Like you just told me this, so I'm kind of summarizing it, but he's just like, he doesn't know that. So he does feel bruised all over because of leukemia, but like singing along to the song, usually you're not in that particular situation, but you can definitely relate to maybe this line or that line and, or maybe you just love the music. Yeah, and there's yeah, there's a dual meaning to it, and you can maybe you are somebody who doesn't look up lyrics, and so you just like what well, you can hear, you relate to, you know, it, you can sing along and love songs for just like a million different reasons, and they're all usually good. I guess I do always want to put the caveat that certain hate field groups have ascribed meanings to songs that were not there, but. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Don't focus on that. Um, yeah, you you create this piece of art, and it means so much to everybody. I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah, for sure. And I think so. Like personally, for me, uh, Jack's mannequin was pretty significant uh, while I was in high school because my mom was going through cancer, and oh, yeah. so uh, hearing his experiences on this album and on Glass Passenger really gave me. Yeah what I felt like was some insight that I could understand into what my mom was going through. Even though like I could never understand it without going through it, you know? Right. I felt right. because a musician had explained it to me, it could get to like a deeper level. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. It's music is definitely able to help people do that. And it's awesome that you were able to find uh, Jack's mannequin at a time like that and um, that he was uh, and also that like he was 
able to put out music that um, described his experiences and um, you know a lot goes into that where it's like people have got to be on board with him doing that he's got to be brave enough to put that on mm. you know it, it's it's uh, awesome in so many ways that it was then able to like reach you specifically and probably so many other people. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I did want to talk about my favorite lyric. Um, uh, you probably have, uh, your own, you know, what? I'm gonna let you go first. I feel like I've been going first. Um, the lyrics I like, I like a lot of lyrics from this cause it's really good st- storytelling. Um, oh, yeah. I think the first and last lines of the chorus are, uh, well, not first, but the, I swear I didn't mean it for it to feel like this, like every inch of me is bruised, bruised. I think that line is great um, because it shows that one, he didn't mean to like have everything tear apart because of, you know, this interruption in a relationship because of you know distance yeah but also he never thought he would feel so beaten up and he doesn't understand why he feels so beaten up so like yeah the songwriter part of him is saying you know this works in this context with this you know lover but then the person part of him is like wait why do i feel so sick and so terrible all the time I oh, yeah. don't understand this. And then continuing that with the plane is all I got. So keep it steady now. Cause every inch you see is bruised. I think yeah. it's just really brilliant. How those inner feelings burst through the, like the lyrics and he couldn't avoid them, you know? Yeah. Uh, awesome. I mean, um, some of my favorite lyrics like overlap. Um, I liked, and don't fly fast. A pilot, can you help me? Can you make this last? This plane is all I got, so keep it steady now. Um, I just like the way, like, grouping those together, it's like he's still connected to the place that he left and the time that he spent there as long as he's on this plane. Like, he's still leaving, and that's sad, but he's also like, don't make this last as long as possible because as soon as I, I land, like, then it's all over. Right. And the vacation's over. Yeah. The vacation's over, you know? Um, and I do love, like you mentioned, it's a very good story. Like these lyrics are constructed to tell like a very clear story. Um, he does a really good job of that, um, in general for the song. So I did enjoy that. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely one of those pieces of music where like understanding the artist story too just like adds just so much to it. So I think that's a great reason to not skip it as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it definitely um, deepened my understanding of it. So everyone else can too. Um, Okay, let's move on to the next uh, song. Last song of the podcast um so doing a little spiel uh every last song of every podcast i always want to include one for my wife um because we don't have the exact same well i guess nobody has the exact same music taste but like um 
sometimes I listen to like just a ton and a ton of music um, and she might not be as into all this music that I listen to. So I always try and include one that I know she'll love and that um, is for her. So um, I, this one, I think I, I, um, I might've ruined it for her. Uh, the song. <laughs> just, she did it. I don't think she knew it was a sad, secretly a sad song. Um, but she does enjoy the song. Uh, hopefully still, but, um, yeah, I think I was the one to break it to her. Um, I think I was the one to break it to you maybe too. Did you mention that? At the beginning. Yep. I didn't know this was a sad song. I yeah. was legitimately yeah. looking at it like, wait, I still don't understand. Like I looked through the lyrics and didn't understand what was super sad about this. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I'll explain after we listen. Let's have everybody listen to it and then I'll ruin it for all of you. So yay me. Okay. Just, just play the song. You talk sad like a That was Diane Young by Vampire Weekend. I bet a lot of you didn't know that that was a sad song. Um, so let's enjoy why you shouldn't skip this one before I ruin it. Maybe we should even talk about why we love this song before I explain why. Um, do you want to go first? Sure. I love Modern Vampires of the City as an album. Mm -hmm. This was... So after my mission for the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, like yeah. coming home, it was harder for me to like get back into normal music. Um, because I've been detached from it for so long. Right. And this was one of the first albums after my mission that I completely fell in love with. I love the dark tone that this album has. And I love these happy moments that the album has because they still have like these weird, dark undertones that happen. Like, when right. he's saying like baby boo, 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 boo. like it, it's like it's distorting and it's getting darker and deeper um i tried yeah. to do something similar on my latest album giovanni quick plug and uh <laughs> i just think he does a great job of creating really fun music the, the whole band rather uh on this album really interesting instrumentation percussion and this song's just a bop it's so fun and free and great yeah, I like wrote down that this is probably the most danceable song of this playlist, um, at least to me. For sure. It's like very, it's pretty fast too, like fast tempo compared to I think the rest of them. Even though like all of them are happy, um, this one definitely feels like the happiest, dancing, like the most energy, I guess, into the song. Um, and like definitely like don't skip this one. Um, it's great as just like musically um so awesome to sing along to um but so yeah so if you didn't know um and Spoiler. i didn't know if you don't yeah. want to know stop listening 
<laughs> you don't want to know. Yeah. If you don't want to know, I guess stop listening, but also please don't stop listening. This is a great podcast. Um, but so Diane Young is a play on the words dying young. It's a D Y I N G young. Um, and it's, it's actually a song exploring the concept of dying young. Uh, <laughs> I feel bad. I really thought more people knew about that. Um, I did not know about it. Yeah, it's like the first thing on the genius lyrics page is like it's playing on the word dying. I was like, oh, huh. And then uh, some of the lyrics come together when you realize that. Yeah, um, the lyrics to this song legitimately didn't make sense to me at all. I thought they were just like nonsense lyrics and fun yeah. things that went around along with each other. You pointed that out to me, and now I'm like. Oh, this is about a guy who died young, and this is about someone else who died young. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, like the 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 chorus is, um, if if dying Diane Young, which you know, play on the words Diane Young, doesn't change your mind, then baby, 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 right on time. So, like, if the thought of dying young doesn't change your mind, then guess what? I guess that means you're dying right on time because you're like living your life recklessly without a care of dying young. So I guess you're not dying, really dying young. You're just dying right on time. So it's a weird, it's yeah. When you, uh, when you look into it, it's a lot darker than you uh, realize. Um, but it's still a great song. Still an amazing song. Um, yep. Sorry. I it's hope a I didn't. Phenomenal song doesn't change the goodness of the song. It just makes it a little bit jacked up, but great still. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did. So my favorite lyric is is a bit of a bummer. So again, prepare yourself for that. Um, but the let's see. This is the third. Oh, it's the whole third verse. Okay, I was like part of the third verse no it's the whole third verse so irish and proud baby naturally but you got the luck of a kennedy so grab the wheel keep on holding it tight till you're tottering off into that good night so um it's just like jam-packed full of references and it's it's about a sad subject but like he does he's so clever with those lyrics you know He's playing on the luck of the Irish saying with luck of a Kennedy. Kennedys are Irish, you know, Irish and proud baby naturally, but also like the Kennedys have had such a bad, uh, like the string of bad luck where a lot of them have died very young. Yeah. The curse um, of the Kennedys. The curse of the Kennedys. And then specifically he talks about grabbing the wheel, holding it tight till you're tottering off into that good night, which is uh, a reference to one of the Kennedys who, uh, it drove off into a lake, I believe. Yep. Drove off a uh, bridge. Yeah, off a bridge. Um, and then also uh, references that good night, which is uh, from Dylan Thomas's poem, "Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night." And he is Welsh, not Irish, but it was so close that I was like, I gotta mention the fact that it's a pretty United Kingdomy verse i guess yeah it's a united kingdom me and american at the same time yeah and also very american yeah so i love 
I love that verse. I, and I get that it's about a sad subject and maybe I shouldn't be like so enthusiastic about it, but it's just like, so it's so good. He's he's jam packs so many references into that. Not only that, but the way he sings it in the song is brilliant. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, he's also, yeah. It's all of this singing is very good. Uh, did you have a favorite lyric you want to mention? It's the whole third verse. Same one I said? Exactly the same thing you said. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, when you were saying it, I was like, oh, great. We have the exact same favorite lyric again because that lyric's so good. It's, it's so good. So that is uh, such a great lyric. This Discussing this song, honestly, makes me want to go back and listen to Modern Vampires of the City again. So it's been good. probably a year since I've listened to this album all the way through, and it's so good, so I just want to listen to it again. Yeah, man. Yeah, go for it. So thanks for reminding me. Because I love this album. Yeah. Well, and uh, I mentioned, I I wanted to include this one. Actually, um, when I was like, oh, I got to include one for my wife at the end. I mean, that's always kind of in the back of my mind. But I, when it came time to like really pick one, I was like, I listened to this um, interview with the lyricist from Vampire Weekend. Um, can't remember Ezra his name. Right now. Ezra Koenig. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who it was. Um, and he mentioned how he loves doing happy, sad songs, like this whole episode talks about. Um, and so I was like, perfect. I'm going to pick a Vampire Weekend song for my wife because um, she had the person who ended up, the person that like mutual friend who set us, well, I guess she didn't set us up, but like we are together because of this mutual friend. Um, she loved Vampire Weekend and like introduced my wife um, to to Vampire Weekend. So uh, my wife is in the room, and I just had to pause and check that that was an accurate statement. Um, but yeah, so I was like serendipity. But uh, is that? I think that's what that means. Yeah, that's serendipity, right? I think so. Sure, why not? Ninety percent sure. 80%. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for coming on, Kevin. Dude, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for inviting me. I'm glad uh, you thought of me. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, no, I love having you on. Uh, instead of having those those jerks on that keep like bringing you down, like I can't believe this. Like, Yeah, <sighs> you just need to grow up. That's right. Just grow up, guys. Come on. Grow up and start realizing that there's a new man on campus with 3,000 subscribers on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh no. So <laughs> uh, okay, well, just like these songs, I have lifted you up with music and brought you down with words. I have... Uh, so, go follow this on Spotify, Anchor. Um, I have like a million different ideas floating around in my head for future episodes, so there's no end in sight to this. Um, thanks again, Kevin, for joining. And yeah, yeah uh, thanks for sticking around, fellow music nerds.